Are you ready to get your fantasy on? Here's show us your TDs. It's growing time. Let's go. I'm back, baby. It's your boy Gooby here. After partying all week, after destroying Melky, I'm back doing my thing. So welcome back to show us your TDs. You know what time it is. I'm here with my boy Melk. How you doing? Ah, uh, freak out. Look, freak. Says me. The milkman is doing well because he is in a celebratory mood. Like a fat kid's conclusion to a diet. You'll find out shortly the results why. Excuse me? The sun is out. Birds are singing. Cowboys won. It's that type of feeling in Melky's world right now. So I'm doing very well. But Goobs, how are you holding up? I'm doing all right. I'm chilling, you know, just uh, ready to get back into it. I mean, sorry again that I missed last week, but uh, I'm here now. So let's get this party started. Okay, well, then let's not be a strip club tease anymore. Dad, anyone like a dad? And let's recap fantasy football, shall we? (laughs) All right, all right. Okay, so Goobs, since you won in fine form last week, I'm going to let you start off because, man, that was some kind of score. So take it away. I mean, I don't know if it was fine form. I, I, I did all I did all right. I mean, Tua Tagovailoa, 39 points. C.D. Lamb, 16 points. DeAndre Hopkins, 27 points. A.J. Brown, 36. Okay, I think you guys get the, get the idea. I won 213.7. Yes, I want to put that 0.7 in there to 112.10. Holy macaroni! I destroyed my competition by over 100 points in a 1QB league. That is really unheard of. Uh, I just, honestly, with Austin Eckler out, I did not see this coming. I thought this was be this was gonna be a close match. Melk, what did you think before like anything happened? I mean, you you were set up to win because uh, my boomer bust last week was uh, Dante Foreman or Dante mm. Foreman. Your team was set up to win. I mean, you had the four headed or three and a half headed monster at wide receiver. But man, I'm watching your score and Allen and I actually Allen and I we do we always follow everyone. We're watching yeah. and your score just keeps growing and growing. <laughs> And growing and growing. And it's like Pollard touchdown, Foreman touchdown, Pollard touchdown, Foreman touchdown. It like, also, when is the madness going to stop? Like, fuck, man. Like, Tua throws for a touchdown. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it also doesn't help that, like, like I think 95% of my players are playing at 1 o'clock. But uh, I got a text message from the guy I was facing at 2 p.m. Just <laughs> not even, like, not even halftime going good game you want <laughs> and you you know yeah. at that point like you're like okay it's over we, we got this in the bag well not only that he made a stupid trade before um before the start of the games on sunday sending yeah. waddle off for jamal williams and uh, adam thielen what he came to me first with a couple of trade scenarios some big ones some small ones and i said you know what no I'm not looking to like I I will give you like he was looking for a running back. Yeah, I'll give you Zeke or I'll give you Naj. I'm not giving you a CMC or or Swift. Yeah. I said the only reason the only way I'm doing that is if you give me Mahomes and he obviously he shut that down quickly for him to like give a waddle for those two. I I just shook my head and then Allen when I saw it, Allen's like you better push approve right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh I'm approving it. I'm, I'm just shaking my head because I had a better offer too for Waddle, but you know he's desperate and that's what you do when you are desperate. You make boneheaded uh, decisions, right, Mike? Stupid. So yeah, it, um, <laughs> he basically shot himself in the foot. Uh, a lot of people did he shot himself in the foot making that deal and then yeah you just destroyed him and destroyed his confidence 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to give it up to like the, my big four that I've been talking about uh, this whole season. CD Land, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, and T. Higgins. That's a star studded wide receiver core. So, I mean, and I, and Noah, I got to give kudos to you for uh, having Zeke Elliott and having him on your bench because he was out for the week and Pollard started and got me 33 points. So, Dave, if it was up to me, he would have played, but uh, no. <laughs> Zeke's a puss and had to sit out. Oh, I'm going to rest my bruised knee. Yeah. And but, what, a, what a pickup by me with uh, Evan Ingram, too. Yeah, he's been a nice surprise. You know, uh, Lawrence has been shitting the bed big time lately. But yeah, Evan Ingram's been the bright spot. Kirk, you just never fucking know anymore. Zay Jones, he's the, he's he's there. And then, um, what's the other wide receiver's name? Um, Marvin Jones. Marvin he's Jones. The forgot, he's the forgotten man. So the forgotten night- child. Yeah, it's a nightmare in uh, Jacksonville right now. But they did make it a great addition, and we'll tell you later on about it. Yeah. So uh, Melky. I mean, I won in fine fashion. How did you win? Well, I didn't win as big as you, and it wasn't as fine fashion, but I still pulled out a nice win. Nice. I got I got my revenge on Anata Bears lineup and ended up winning 135 to 112.3. Now, the funny story is you guys all thought I made a huge mistake not starting Dak Prescott, but yep. it was only three points. It was only three point difference between him and Kurt Cousins. So like Melky does when he celebrates, he's got his three stars of the week. Number three, Terry McLaurin, 13.6 points. Taylor Heineke has been a god sent since he's been inserted into the lineup. Yep. You guys have a rapport, obviously. Way better than Mr. Glass, a.k.a. Stupid Ass Wentz. I hope you continue to be the starter because you can finally see this offense operate the way it should. So kudos to you, McLaurin. Number two, I just mentioned his name. One Kirk Cousins, 29.8 points. You're slinging it, bro. You were slinging it. I was worried for a bit because you were taking your sweet ass time, but that's just who you are. You are on island time. So thank you (laughs) for those touchdowns. And the number one star of my week is Christian McCaffrey, CMC. He's back, Gooby. He's back. He's now acclimated in this offensive system, and he got me 38.6 points. He was rolling. Yes, sir. Save my bacon. (laughs) And my season. I know you like to call people out. Is there anybody you want to call out? Like on my team? Yeah, on your team. Because I got one for my team. I got Cortland Sutton for being a bum, but that's Russell Wilson's fault. Yeah, and I and I got Daniel Carlson putting up zero points. <laughs> so good, Bastard. so do you still believe uh, Tucker is better than Carlson? Still, I do. Uh, I no, do. You don't know. There's no fucking way. Tuck, you Tuck, say. Tucker is up ten points, and the only reason is is because Carlson had a bye week, and Tucker hasn't had a bye week yet. But didn't you say your argument was you went off of fantasy points? So theoretically, since Tucker has more fantasy yeah, points, yeah, but he's he's up one game. Doesn't matter. Yes, it you does. By the end of the se- by yes. the end of the season, yeah. Carlson will have more points. By the end of the season, you're going to be buying me a couple beers because we're betting on this. Oh, we already okay. did, but now I'm adding stipulations. You're buying me some beers at the bar because <laughs> it's absurd. You would say Carlson is better than Tucker, like in Carlson any capacity. You're wrong. If, if, if Carlson had an offense that actually wanted to play the way they should be, Carlson would be a better kicker. Yeah, well, it's a mess in Las Vegas, and I'm not talking about the strip club uh, situation. (laughs) All right, Malk, tell me about your next week's matchup. Yeah, it is week nine, and I'm actually... Wait a minute. There's some some hot... There's some news. There's some big news. There's been a trade. Between... Between CD's nuts and deflate this. What? Wait, that's me and you. Shit, son, that really is. Damn, uh, why don't you break it down for him? All right, all right, guys. 
I couldn't trust Tua Tagovailoa, even though he got me 39 points last week. I can't trust Matthew Stafford. So, I mean, I, I, I will say this. I, I kind of lose a little bit in this trade, but at the same time, I think it's beneficial for me. So I ended up trading AJ Brown and Matthew Stafford to Melky for Kirk Cousins and Terry McLaurin. Yes, I said I, I kind of lose a little bit in this situation, but at the same time, I think Kirk Cousins is probably the better uh, quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa, and I need that right now because that's where I was lacking. And yes, I gained Terry McLaurin, and obviously he's no AJ Brown, but. I, like I already said, I had a four-headed monster with A.J. Brown in my lineup. I still have a three-headed monster. And Terry McLaurin, he can end up being the fourth if Ter- Tyler, uh, Tyler Heineke can fucking pull one out of his ass and start getting this Washington team a win. Melky, what do you think of this trade? I think you're uh, dismissing the fact that Kirk Cousins has so much potential especially from the news that happened a couple of days ago. And we're going to talk about that way later with the trade deadline. He's poised to have a big season. He's already in the top 10 in the quarterback categories. His team is great. They they are an offensive team now with the new coach. So I think, honestly, that could be your wild card. Yeah, you gave up A.J. Brown, but I think A.J. Brown just had his best game last week, and I don't think he's going to amount to that again this season. He'll have some nice numbers, but he's not going to put up what he did last week. Terry McLaurin has been on fire the last few weeks with Taylor Heineke, like I alluded to. You could actually run away with this trade having a new quarterback that's really good, that's putting up big-time numbers, and having a safety blanket in Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so, you know... If you put it in percentage-wise, I think it was a a 60-40 trade. It could be a little bit higher for you. But, uh, you know, like I said, I need a quarterback that I can fully trust, and Kirk Cousins is the one. So, I mean, yeah, we we made a trade. We got it done, and that's the the big news, folks. Huge news. Sorry, huge news. It's a union of rivals because we don't normally trade with each other because we're always competing. But he needed something. I needed something. And at the end of the day, it's a fair trade. And hopefully it benefits both of us to get in the playoffs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Malk. Now that uh, the news has broke, tell us about your next week. That I will now that uh, we've just shattered worlds with our uh, breaking news. I am continuing the revenge tour and the comeback tour, and I'm playing another Quan Bites the Dust. I really hope I dismantle her. <laughs> she has injuries and has a few good players on by. The projections look like, well, they're changing currently, but at the start of the day, it was 144.40 for me and 107.83 for her. Yeah, Goobs, I, I really need this win. Uh, I'll break down the matchups for you. It's quite interesting what I what actually I'm going through right now and what she's going through. So at well, quarterback, go ahead. I was going to say, well, I mean, you got A.J. Brown now, so hopefully he pulls one out for you. Yeah, I hope so, too. I hope he can ball out. But like I said, I don't think he's going to put up that 36 piece he did for you last week. No. The quarterbacks, we got the old guys that are having shitty seasons. One Tom Brady and the other Aaron Rodgers, that fucking liar. Yeah. A.J. Brown, Gooby's favorite uh, wide receiver versus Michael Pittman Jr. Rookie standout Chris Olave. And he's probably going to get more more playing time now that Michael Thomas is out for the season, most likely. Yes, sir. And he's facing another rookie wideout in Drake London. So that should be a very interesting matchup. Now, Keenan Allen seemed to enjoy fucking me over big time. He's not completely over his hamstring injury, so he's probably not playing this week. So I've had to insert newly acquired Rondale, uh, Rondale Moore from Arizona. Had a, had a hell of a week last week. He's going up against McCole Hardman from KC. Then we got DeAndre Swift. He'll be facing uh, Travis Etienne. I've got Khalil Herbert, who he's killing it. 
he's killing it this year and he's in the top he's like ranked 56th in fantasy and he's a backup and he'll be facing sorry michael carter from the jets I got Christian. Oh, sorry, skipping the tight ends. I got uh, Doc uh, Dawson Knox. I brought him back to my team because I needed a tight end this week, and he'll be facing Dallas Goddard out of uh, from the Eagles. Christian Kirk, his favorite wide receiver too. I'm just kidding. Against AJ Dillon, we've got the kickers Tyler Bass and Ryan Suckup, and rounding off the defenses Buffalo and Atlanta. So Goobs. Realistically, I should kick her ass. Yeah. But you know how fantasy is. It never really works out the way you want. How do you think I'm going to do? I think you'll do fine. I think you'll kick her ass. I mean, you're not going to put up a fucking 200 piece like me. But yeah, I I think you got this in the bag. Um, I do want to touch base with you. Uh, You said Drake London. We picked some terrible rookie wide receivers for our tic-tac-toe. <laughs> you only have the five reception game in the first TD. So, I mean, you still need a thousand yard season to get that to get that win. But uh, I don't think this is going to happen between me and you. No, I don't think it's going to work out. We def- I should have went with uh, Chris Olave, but. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you'd, be, you'd be running away with this one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Traylon Burks, he's been injured half the season anyway. So. Yeah, I think you're gonna win this uh, this matchup, and I mean she's dealing with injuries. Uh, the only thing that might bite you in the ass is Tom Brady. Uh, I don't have a choice, and I'd rather start Tom Brady over uh, Matthew Stafford. I don't know. I mean, I've, uh, Stafford's on a, came off a bye week. I think Stafford could actually do well. And I mean. The game's in Tampa. They're playing each other. The game's in Tampa Bay. I think Brady, now that the, the divorce is actually official, like it's made news officially divorced. Yeah, yeah. His mind is going to be a lot clearer. He might be even more pissed off. Go on a, like a Brady revenge tour. I'm hoping he just balls out. I don't need him to like be crazy for the rest of the season. I just need him to get 30 points this week. 30 <laughs> points. That's all I'm asking. I, maybe Brady will find himself a nice Florida girl and uh, hook up with them before the game and he'll have a nice game. You can just go to the retirement home. There's tons of them waiting for Brady <laughs> to swoop them up. Come on now. All right. All right. Let's talk my matchup. I'm facing Mike's team. I don't know why he just changed it to Mike's team. I know he doesn't have Dalvin Cook, but... Yeah, I guess Mike's team. Uh, so it's CD's Nuts versus Mike's team. And I'm predicted. And again, people, predictions don't mean shit. But I'm predicted 128 to 115. So it's already kind of looking good. The matchups are Kirk Cousins versus Kyler Murray. I think I'll give it up to Murray. Uh, but at the same time. What? Kirk, no way. No Kirk way. Cousins Not playing this Washington. Yeah, I like I really like the matchup. I was actually like wanting to hold off on that trade for a week if you were going to, but I I, <laughs> I figure you change your mind way too much, so I had to. Do I, I would have changed my mind because I was already like hesitant because I'm like, man, the way Tua played, I was like, huh, I think I could just take it away with all this. I got DeAndre Hopkins versus Tyler Boyd. Now this could be rough because I don't think Higgins is ready for a number one spot and. Yeah, probably Higgins is going to be double teamed and that leaves a lot of room for Tyler Boyd. But then at the same time, if Boyd balls out the next week, I feel like he's going to be double teamed. So it's going to be a back and forth between Boyd and Higgins. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I got Juju Smith versus DK Metcalf. I'm going to give this one to Juju, man. DK's not looking good at all. What DK's been pretty good the last couple of weeks, and that last couple of weeks, that fake um, shoulder pass that him and Gino uh, had drawn up was a thing of perfection, where it looked like the ball was coming to him, and actually allowed Walker to come in. He's a decoy too. I think Metcalf, he's getting healthier. That's the thing. And Gino's getting more confident. You said the last couple of weeks. Well, he scored 14 points last week. Then he scored one. And then he scored four. So he hasn't done well last couple of weeks. Don't dismiss DK. Uh, he's a freak. Don't dismiss uh, him. Okay. I got the newly acquired Terry McLaurin going up against Dobbs. If Lazard plays, I don't feel like Dobbs is going to get the love that he did last week. Um, Deontay Foreman versus Aaron Jones. Man, if Foreman 
Foreman puts up another display like he did. It's against Cincinnati. I think he could. Uh, I don't know if Trevor Hubbard is playing, but even if he does, I think Foreman showed enough to get the full start next week or this week. So, I mean, let's let's look out for that. Austin Eckler's back in my lineup after a bye versus uh, Huntley. <laughs> we we all know who we giving that up to. Gee, I wonder who. <laughs> we got Evan Ingram versus TJ Hawkinson. Now, this one is going to be different. Evan Ingram's been playing fantastic the last couple of weeks, but Hawkinson's on a new team. He's in Minnesota. He's got Kirk Cousins throwing to him. I'm still going to give this to Evan Ingram. Hawkinson is in a new team, and it takes it takes a week, a week to get acclimated to your team. It does, but Evan Ingram is not even on Hawkinson's planet. Hawkinson is a beast. And oh, he is a beast. Could, arguably could be in the top three for tight ends. He's a great target and something Kurt Cousins has been missing since he's been in Minnesota. So it's midweek. New team, I'd still probably give it to Hawk. All right, all right. Uh, I got T. Higgins in my flex versus uh, Benjamin. Now, Benjamin balled out a couple weeks ago, putting up 21 points. Uh, against Minnesota, he only put up six and a half. So I'm going to give this one to T. Higgins. They're playing Carolina, and I, I think, uh, not Kirk Cousin, I think Burrow is going to start playing like. Patrick Mahomes and just kind of spreading out the ball between everybody. Are you fucking kidding me? So I think uh, Boyd and Higgins are going to get a lot of love. Melky's shaking his head no over there. Oh, Burrow looked horrible in the Monday nighter against the Browns. He's lost without Chase. Chase makes a huge difference. Having that huge threat that Chase is allows Boyd and T Higgins to be free and run their their routes and run and get the single single coverage where everybody pays attention to Chase. He looked lost without him. Now maybe they practice better this week and Burrow is like, "Okay, I have to I have to know in my mindset that I don't have Chase. I need to be a, a little more assertive because he was horrible. Like he was horrible." So I don't know, man. I feel like if anyone's going to get the love and that's gonna maybe benefit. It'll be Boyd. Yeah, I think you you said it. You said it like earlier. Higgins is most likely most likely getting the double team. Yeah, but I feel, like I said, I feel like that's gonna switch every week when one player does well, so he's gonna get double team, and then when the other player does well, they're gonna get double team. We'll see what happens. I mean, both put up pretty similar numbers last week uh t higgins put up 12 points and i think boyd put up 11 points yeah 11.3 so it could go either way uh daniel carlson put up a goose egg last week i'm hoping that doesn't happen again uh he's facing evan mcpherson and then i got the arizona defense because san fran's on a bye and he's got minnesota's defense which i think is going to do fantastic against washington but i hope not uh Mel- <laughs> one twenty-eight to one fifteen. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about this matchup? Mike has too many scrubs on his in his lineup right now, so you should win and continue your winning streak. Mm-hmm. The only saving grace for him is Baby Yoda. If Baby Yoda goes nuts and he puts up like forty, you might be in trouble. But if Baby- he doesn't have he doesn't have Chubb this week, right? No Chubb, no Amari Cooper. Uh, he has Lazard on the bench. Uh, he has Daryl Henderson. Uh, Dallas Darryl defense Henderson isn't even the number one anymore. Yeah, I know. And Dallas defense, and then he has uh, Robert Bateman, who is out for the season. I think. Yeah, he's out for the season officially today. He's got scrubs on. <laughs> he's got scrubs in his lineup. You should dismantle him. The only saving grace will be Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, and but the thing is, if Baby Yoda is a saving grace, who's he passing to normally? D. Hopkins. Yeah, but Pete Carroll, and we're I'm actually going to talk about this in on a Boomer Bust, but Pete Carroll's got something special for Hop for Hop. So someone else is going to step up. Maybe Robbie Anderson, maybe more, maybe the run game uh, snaps, and maybe Benjamin goes off for another like twenty or twenty five. Yeah. 
Who knows? Who, who knows? Yeah. You should win. You like I feel like you and I, this is probably the easiest matchups you and I have had yeah. in fantasy, and we should win, but you you know how fantasy works. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like I said, I was looking at Hopkins first two games of the season. Fourteen targets. 13 targets, 10 receptions, and 12 receptions. This guy's a beast. And I think if Kyler Murray balls out, so will D. Hopkins. Well, but we'll see. But we'll see. We'll see. Like Milk said, it's fantasy. Anything it can happen. But uh, you know what can happen? The Eagles can stay perfect. That and was that's your what, transition. <laughs> yeah, that was my transition because I really didn't know what to think of. Okay, uh, I, that I happened. Say dreams, dreams come true or something. Blah blah blah. Oh I don't know, man. But guess what? The Eagles stay perfect. They beat the Steelers thirty-five to thirteen. Pretty much an ass whooping, like I did uh, to Melky and to my last opponent. Old uh, news. Old news. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Jalen Hurts, 1928, 285 yards, four touchdowns, but the star of the show, A.J. Brown, six receptions, 156 yards, three touchdowns. That dude went off. Mm-hmm. Melky, you got him on your team now. What do you think about this stud? Probably my favorite wide receiver in the NFL right now. He's in top five country. Definitely. Top, top three. Mm. No, he's not. He's not a top three. I, I can think of a bunch of other wide receivers I pick before him. But A.J. Brown is a beast. I don't know why the Titans gave up on him. Made no sense. You, you could have built your team around him and Henry. But you elected to draft a, a rookie who hasn't played for most of the season. Yeah. Smart move, GM. <laughs> Going back to AJ Brown, he speaks for itself. It speaks like it speaks for. I'm looking at him. 156 receiving yards, three TDs, 11 targets. Like wow, beast mode. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's he's on another planet. Um, but yeah, like the Pittsburgh Steelers is just a dump. The, uh, like I got, a, I got a question for you though. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFL? And don't go based on record. From what you see, I'm thinking the eye test. The eye test. Are they the best team? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's hard because they haven't played like. Well, I guess they have played a top five defense in Dallas and destroyed them. So I mean, yeah, I would. Yeah, I think they are. Melky, what do you think? I'm gonna give it up to uh, Buffalo. I think Buffalo is better. You make a great point. I'm glad you said that. They haven't played a really strong team. They had a scare. Like they had week one, there was a scare against uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's on that fuck that up. They, that could have been an L right there. But yeah, they haven't played anyone up to their level. I think Buffalo has already proved they beat Green Bay, they beat KC, and they, there was a meme that said Josh Allen just beat the last three MVPs. So yeah, Buffalo's on another planet right now. They're just really good from top to bottom and they just improved even more so well, again we're gonna go over that we keep bringing it up but trade deadline was insane yeah so, yeah yeah Melky's speaking of trade deadline cmc newly acquired cmc while well, he's been with the team for two weeks was a one man show gooby he helped pummel the rams 31 to 14 let me break it down for you he did everything He's the first player to throw for a touchdown, to run in for a touchdown, and to receive a touchdown. He had a 34-yard passing TD. Was it to Ayuk? Uh, yes. yes right was. to Ayuk, and it was a perfect. Like Maybe he should be the QB over a, a porn star Jimmy because he just looked way better. 94 rushing yards and a rushing TD, and 55 receiving yards with a receiving TD. Man, that's scary numbers. I think it's the return of CMC. So, Goobs, I got to ask you, with him contributing the way he did to this offense, are the 49ers the biggest threat to the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, I think I said it. It was going to be Niners-Eagles conference finals, and I had the Niners beating the Eagles. And, yeah, I kind of still see it that way. Eagles Eagles and Niners defense are pretty much on the same level. And their offense right now with CMC is pretty much on the same level. I know Debo's out, uh, so that could be a hindrance. 
but I mean, he'll he'll be coming back. That's going to be a fantastic conference finals if it comes to uh, fruition. Yeah, there. I, I honestly think like everyone's talking about the Dallas defense and some of the surprise teams and possibly L.A. coming back. But what San Francisco has, what they've acquired, what they put together, having Shanahan put this all together. I can't see any other team matching that offense and defense besides the Eagles. So, yeah. Those are those are probably the two best teams right now in the NFC. You can't even argue that. Quick question for you then: uh, top three draft picks of next year, running back wise, as it stands. Uh, I'm not going to put it in any order, but Eckler. Yeah, sure. It was Saquon Barkley for a while, but he's dipped the last few. That's tough, man. Uh, Henry looked great last week. Looked like the old Henry, but I don't know. He's getting older. I'll tell you what the fantasy points are right now. It's Chubb. CMC. Yeah, Chubb. Sorry. Nick Chubb. Chubb. C and uh, Austin. Yeah, that's that's the way it's going right now. Chubb, Eckler, McCaffrey, and they're all really close. Chubb has it up by 10 points. You know what I didn't realize? CMC's still only 26 years old. Oh, he's young. He's young, my friend, um, and he's got a lot. He's got a lot. So got a lot left in, in the tank. We already know what he can be, right? Like he did yeah. a lot with the Panthers, but having him do all that last week, it, my jaw was just literally on the floor. It was phenomenal. <laughs> but yeah, he, he he did fantastic. You know who did fantastic though? The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys. That's right, Even boys. Six and two. Beating the Chicago Bears 49 to 29. All right. Pony Pollard, the number one back for Dallas next year. And I'm calling it right here. Oh, Zeke is getting cut. 100%. 14 carries, 131 yards, three touchdowns. And he looked phenomenal. Those cuts were amazing. And I don't care if who you are. I don't care if you're a Dallas fan, if you're not, you're saying Pollard's the number one back. So, yes. Melky, yeah, Melky, Cowboy fan, Tony Pollard, number one back. Yes, no. He should be the number one back right now. Yeah. Not not even going into next season. But Jerry is a stubborn fool, and he won't admit that Zeke is done. And Zeke can be like a serviceable back, but he does not have any explosion anymore. He looks like he's running in Cabo Sand still. Yeah. Like, yeah, he jumped over that guy, but look, it got him an injury. He screwed up his knee. He's just not the same bell cow he used to be. And Pollard has springs, man. He's gone. Like you said, those cuts. I was like, geez, man, nobody's stopping him. Didn't he have like a 35-yard run or something like that? Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was huge. And I mean, like, this guy is looking like the old school running backs back in the day. The ones that just were so agile and quickness. I'm talking like Adrian Peterson style. Like, this dude is fantastic. I wouldn't go with I'm not saying he's on that level. I'm just saying the way he plays looks like these guys. Wise guy, huh? He just has that energy. He has that speed burst that Zeke doesn't have. Zeke looks like he's moving in slow motion, where Pollard, as soon as he has the ball, he's gone. And when you give him room, you don't even even have to give him a ton of room. He's just gone. He makes it work. Zeke, he's a shell of himself. And honestly, yeah, I have Zeke on my team. But for the benefit of the Dallas Cowboys, I think Pollard should get more snaps and more looks over Zeke. Zeke is a great goal line running back. Yeah. He pounded in, but... It's got to be Pollard. Do you want to win around this season? Give it to Pollard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, Goobs. All right. Would you say Pollard is a surprise? Yep. Uh, not surprised. I think we all knew that he had it in him. But I Did mean. Did you think he had that in him? No, I didn't think he had that in him. Okay. So you didn't think he had that in him. We're moving on to the Seattle Seahawks beating the New York football giants 27 to 13. Did you believe that could happen? No, because didn't I call the Giants winning? Yeah, you did. That was your toonie bet. Wasn't it Kevin that said the Seahawks were going to have 1.5 wins this season? Yeah, something like that. Well, they have a lot more than that, and they lead the division. Geno Smith had 212 yards, two passing TDs, and 26 rushing yards. 
Well, Daniel Jones, I don't know how Daniel Jones has a job still. (laughs) 176 yards, six rushing attempts, and 20 rushing yards. Now, this was awesome because it was the battle of the two power backs. Like, Walker, holy crap, man. Walker is phenomenal. Posting 51 rushing yards, a rushing TD, and I mean, only one receiving yard, but he's just been a godsend. Like, he's just been that icing on the cake that this team needed. Yeah, well, sorry, he he is facing the Giants defense, which is really good. So, I mean, kudos for him for even putting up 50. Yeah, no, big time. And kudos to Pete Carroll for uh, setting that up. And Saquon Barkley, his counterpart, had 53 rushing yards and a rushing TD and nine receiving yards. I already said the Giants are pretenders. I don't believe in them. I think they're the wackest 6-2 team that's out there. So I'm not going to talk about them. I want to focus on the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Goobs, you know how loaded the NFC West was last year. This year, not so much. So the Seahawks lead the division. Are they going to win it? That's a tough choice. The Niners are climbing. The Cardinals got Hopkins back. (sighs) This may sound really fucking crazy, but I say it's Niners, Cards, Seahawks, and the Rams in last. Wow. So I could see the Rams falling apart and conceding. I can't see the Cardinals. The way that Seahawks are playing, yeah, the Cardinals on paper are way better. Every team in the uh, NFC West on paper is way better than what the, uh, the Seahawks are. But sometimes when you don't have that selfish superstar, like let's ride Russell Wilson, your team comes together and comes together big. I think that's what Pete Carroll is proving that he can do this without a superstar. Geno Smith, he should be in the conversation for MVP. If the Seahawks get into the playoffs, his name has to be in that category. Yeah. He won't win it. He won't win it, obviously, but you have to consider him. I don't think they'll win the division. I do think they could get a wild card spot. All right. All right. I mean, I like it, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Sorry, I was going to say, you're talking about, you know, Russell Wilson. I feel like that's like a really bad, like, movie you could watch. They could make a really sad movie, like, oh, man. Like, it's all, like, cheery at first. $250 million got Russell Wilson, and then this shit happens, and it just goes downhill. It's a really bad movie. Well, that's what happens when you pay for someone who's overrated and basically falling off the the face of the planet because what he did in seattle last year there was signs there were signs there that he his play was dipping off yeah and denver's desperate because they drafted horrible quarterbacks because john elway thinks he knows shit and instead of really researching like they were better off going after um mustache Minshew. yeah or keeping gino oh snap or or keeping gino yeah that's egg on their face NFC West is pretty exciting right now. We're going to move over to a division that's not so hot and hasn't been all season with your AFC West Bulletin. (laughs) For the most part, standings haven't changed, and this was uh, with two teams on a bye. The KC Chiefs still in first, and I was talking, who was I talking? Oh, I was talking to Ba earlier, and I'm conceding. I said the Chargers were going to win this division. I'm actually conceding that the Chargers look like poo. Hail, all hail the Chiefs. Mahomes, he runs that division. He can, he's the best quarterback in the league. Hands can, can I hear? Uh, can I hear what I need to hear? I told you so. You, I mean, Gooby, you were right. Gooby and Kevin, you both were right. So I'm gonna give you guys that, and that's what we're <laughs> giving you this season. So Casey's five and two. LA Chargers are four and three. Both teams had a bye. The Denver Broncos switch one spot. They move up the ladder with a big win over the Jags, going three and five. And last but not least, those horrible Las Vegas Raiders at two and five. So, like I alluded to, Chiefs didn't play and the Chargers didn't play, but the Chiefs have a Sunday night match against the Titans, which should be a good one. And the Chargers 
fly over to Atlanta to host the Falcons. Now going with the Broncos, they were in London on um, Sunday morning, and they won 21 to 17. Lucky. Russell- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and the game actually wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty exciting for, for once. Wilson uh, had 252 yards, passing TD and INT, and 17 rushing yards. His counterpart, Lawrence, uh, and he's looking, he's falling apart. 133 yards, a touchdown, two INTs, and 15 rushing yards. So, Goobs, what did you think of the Broncos' victory? It was a good game. They got lucky, I think. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but uh, I know, didn't uh, Lawrence throw an INT near the end of the game? Yep. And kind of sealed it for them. Yep. I, I just think Lawrence doesn't have a true number one yet. And a, a receiver, Christian Kirk, is not a number one. Um, I think yeah, once they. He's getting paid like a number one. Yeah, I know. But I, I think, you know what? If they were to get a number one, that team could look good. Their defense is great. It's not great. It's um, it's decent. They have the tools there. Travis Etienne. Oh my God, twenty four carries, one fifty, one hundred and fifty six yards, and a touchdown. Like this, that's their back now. Like they got that. They have a quarterback that can actually put up numbers. Again, I think they're just missing that number one wide receiver, and then they they have a shot to making the playoffs. And who called Etienne being a fucking gem? We all did. No, no, no. I called it first. I said, watch out for this guy. That's the kind of person to say a toe-to-so. But you know what? A toe-to-so. A fucking a toe-to-so. He was huge in college, blew out his, his ACL, and now he's back. And he's running amok. He's the bright spot on that team right now. Yeah. Going back to like the Broncos, I, I honestly think Russ is one of the most annoying players in the NFL right now. I can't right. I can't stand him. Like, does he think he's cool? I don't think he's cool. Uh, fuck, it, it's cringe. Every time he says it, it's, it makes me cringe. Like, every interview, he ends with, Broncos country, let's ride. Like, wh- why? I feel he like he knows he's a meme now. He is and a he's, meme. He's a walking meme. He, it's not funny. Yeah, he's just using it at this point. Um, but walking memes... Okay, Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> scored zero points. <laughs> I mean, my kicker did nothing. And they lost to the three and five New Orleans Saints. 24 nothing. Derek Carr, 101 yards, one INT, 15 out of 26. Come on, man. Like, come on. He got replaced. He got replaced for this Jarrett Stillham. I don't even know who that guy know. is. No idea. So if you're being replaced by someone who nobody knows, there's something wrong with that team. Um, Andy Dalton, two, 229 yards, two TDs. Pretty good for Andy Dalton. I mean, he's he's getting older, so I'm not expecting much out of him. But, I mean, pretty good. I mean, and Taysom Hill, one of one, two yards. But, but he had 10 carries for 61 yards. And then he had one reception for 11 yards. Taysom Hill is like, it's it's hard to say, but I think he's a good tight end. I've seen should him. Should only be a tight end. Yeah, the shit that he like he does, they they should never never have had him as a quarterback and just put him as a tight end. He's he's looking good. Kamara killed it. It was the Kamara show. It was the yeah. Kamara show on Sunday. Do you, do you think the Saints have a chance of making a wildcard spot now? I think they still do. You're going to need a few teams to start losing. And that NFC South division seems pretty wide open with Tampa sputtering right now. When Atlanta, the the surprise, I think the Saints, they can still make, they can still catch them, catch them ground because you're playing those teams again. Yeah. So I think it's that division's for, for grabs right now. And I feel like the Panthers gave up, given given away CMC. Yeah, I'm not including the Panthers. It's a three-headed uh, race. It's a three-horse race in that division. Yeah. And Robbie Anderson. I forgot they got rid of him too. Yeah, but so. he sucks. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've. Yeah, I mean, I think the Saints can make this, uh, make a run for the wild card. Do you think uh, Devontae is regretting signing with the uh, with uh, Las Vegas? Yeah. I I do I do now. I mean, I had them what third in the division, but now no chance. 
I think I think he I think he regrets it. I think he could have gone to a better team like Miami. I don't think Miami was in the discussion. It be, I think it was because I think the the reason uh, Vegas was so appealing was because of, of him and Carr. They went to college together. Yeah, that's, that's the, that was the perk. Yeah, yeah. We talked me and you trade. Well, hold let's on, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold all on. right. You don't end a bulletin like that. Okay. Okay. You so. you end the bulletin. <laughs> Haven't you ever done a news report before? No, not in a while. I, I skipped last week. You got to remember that. I'm, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> well, I think going back to the Devonte uh, question, yeah, he's definitely regretting it, and he had more money on the table in Green Bay. So sucks to be you. And that is your AFC West bulletin dedicated <laughs> to Kevin. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So we did talk trades. Me and you did a trade. Holy crap. Let's talk NFL trade deadline. And I'm going to stick with the Broncos. I want to stick with Kevin. And Broncos trade linebacker Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth round pick to Miami for a first round pick, Chase Edmonds, and a 2024 fourth round pick. I think that's a good trade. I mean, the Broncos don't get much out of it, but I think Miami gets quite a bit. Not to mention Chubb just signed an extension uh, early, like a few hours ago. So not only did they get a stud um, pass rusher, he's now making some serious coin and he's going to be there for the long run. So Miami is scoring and doing things properly and they're just improving that team. They're going for it this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mel. All right. So we're going to head over to Buffalo and the Bills had a bunch of rumors going around to acquire a big time running back. Unfortunately, they have to settle for Nakeem Hines. Now, Nakeem Hines isn't a terrible back. I think he'll compliment uh, Singletary very well, but it wasn't the big fish they were looking for like CMC. So they'll send over to the Colts a conditional fifth round pick and Zach Moss. Goobs, what do you think of the trade? They should have called Dallas for Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jones ain't giving Zeke away. Um, I mean, this is just a, uh, in the end, it's a one for one. I mean, Naheem Hines, yeah, he he's good. I don't think he's a number one. And I mean, the Colts aren't really getting much backup, but they have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I know he's been underperforming. Yeah, it's, I think it's a one for one. It's nothing, it's nothing huge. I don't even think it's a one for one. I think Zach Moss was just a toss in. Yeah. I honestly think they were gonna they were gonna cut him, and they asked, "Hey Colts, you want to take Zach Moss off our hand?" Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Atlanta trades wide receiver Chase Claypool to the Bears. Do you mean Pittsburgh? Wait. Sorry. You said Atlanta. <laughs> wow, Pittsburgh. Yeah. I wrote that down on Pittsburgh trades wide receiver Chase Claypool to the Bears for a uh, 2023 second round pick. Now, I don't want to get too much into this because of Boomer Bus. So, Melky, take it away with our next trade. Going to Minnesota, and we brought this up earlier, and it's a big one. Probably, in my opinion, the biggest trade of the day. We're going TJ Hawkinson going to Minnesota from from Detroit and two fourth round picks in 2023 and 2024 for a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick. This is a division trade within the division. I don't think that's happened in a very long time, but that's a monster of a trade for Minnesota. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. Hawkinson will be a fantastic player for this uh, offense in the Vikings. Now, this is where I think is, I wouldn't say it's one of the best trades, but it could be a huge trade. Atlanta trades wide receiver Calvin Ridley to Jacksonville Jaguars for a 2023 conditional fifth round pick and a 2024 conditional second round pick. Is this the wide receiver one Jacksonville has been looking for? 
I think so. I mean, Ridley, when he was in one of the best wide receivers in the game, he was super fast and he had great hands, ran, ran great routes. So this will push Christian Kirk down to the number two spot where he belongs. And now they have a true number one for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And like I was talking about earlier, they needed a number one and I think they got it. Melky next on the docket. Going back to Miami and they weren't done making deals. They acquired the services of Jeff Wilson Jr. Gooby's favorite running back Mm -hmm. for a 2023 fifth round pick. What do you think Goobs? I think it's a fantastic deal. Uh, it's it's a good uh, second string back, and it could be a back by committee down in Miami with uh, Wilson Jr. and Mozart. So, I and Wilson Jr. showed a lot of potential while um, what's his face was Eli Mitchell was uh, on IR. So, yeah, I think it was a fantastic uh, pickup for Miami. We're gonna go to my second favorite team. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and Jets trade defensive end Jacob Martin and a 2024 fifth round pick to the Broncos for a 2024 fourth round pick. I really don't understand these types of trades because I mean, like, honestly, I don't even think I know who Jacob Martin is and they're trading for a 2024 pick. So, I mean, good for them. I have no, no comment. It's like, sure, you traded away a stud for someone mediocre. So, hey, solid. Yeah. Well, let's go back to Pittsburgh. And they weren't done wheeling and dealing. They acquired the services of cornerback William Jackson Third from the Commandos for a undisclosed draft compensation. Yeah. What I've read, it's uh, a third round and a 2025 conditional sixth round. Uh, I'm not exactly sure exactly if that's what they uh, what their deal is, but we'll find out in the coming future. Uh, Chiefs trade cornerback Rashad Fenton to Atlanta for a conditional seventh round pick. Uh, again, I mean, once you're getting down to the nitty gritty of like the lower end of the trades, they're kind of like whatever trades we we don't know if it's a good one or not a good one um so Melk Rashad Fenton do you know who he is because I don't no it's just it's just pieces basically when it comes down to it because they weren't done Atlanta they went and traded uh Dean Marlowe to the Bills who's a safety and they acquired a seventh round pick so I think that's why they did it they got a corner which maybe they needed more and they sent off a safety yeah So, yeah, that was the top 10 trades of the trade deadline, guys. Um, I mean, there's some good ones, there's some bad ones, and there's some ones that we just don't know if they're going to be good or bad. Well, before we move on, what what trade did you like the most? And which team are you disappointed that didn't make a move? Dallas. Yeah. They should have traded Zeke. No, not even that. They should have traded for um, Brandon Cooks. Oh, Brandon Cooks. So, and I called that. I think I called that at the beginning of the year on this podcast. You didn't. Oh my God. Who the hell cares? You said they should trade Zeke for Cooks. That's what you said. Yeah. And draft picks. Yes. But you said the centerpieces should be Zeke and Brandon Cooks. Yeah. And I think Cooks would be a fantastic acquisition for Dallas. Him, Gallup, and CD Lamb. That's not that's that's a wide receiver core, and that would do great for Dallas. But uh, Calvin Ridley is probably my favorite uh, trade. I know he's not playing this year, but I think that's my favorite trade. Jacksonville is going to do well with him. Yeah, it's a it's a great future trade for them, and he's still 27 years old. I st- I like the Vikings trade, loading up, adding another weapon. Now that you don't have to fully require Thielen to be the old Thielen, you have now Hawkinson who can handle the number two duties with obviously Jefferson and with Osborne. Like it's a great mix of talent for Kirk Cousins. So there's no excuse for him to fail or to be the Kirk Cousins of old. He's got a team in front of him, an offensive juggernaut. So he better step up. Yes, sir. It's that time, Gooby. Oh, it's yeah. our second favorite segment. 
probably yours when you're in the john because it's time for boom or bust oh yeah right on and i'm gonna lead this off because i have a few things to say and we're gonna go over to baltimore with kenyan drake goobs he's a bust yep 62 rushing yards last week five receiving yards and a receiving touchdown yeah that's fine you did that with gus edwards going down but guess what he's not as hurt as you think he is he might be playing this week so if that does happen drake's value goes down into the toilets and he's gonna be a bust so he's risky yes lamar needs all the help he can get but at the same time i feel like drake when you need him when you have to rely on him he sucks hairy balls so i wouldn't trust him last week as a fluke he's a bust in my book uh he's a huge bust uh he's he's not a number one he's an okay number two he can't carry a team like cmc derrick henry uh dalvin cook austin Eckler. he's not one of those guys so yeah he's a he's a bust um i'm gonna take it with the reason why i said let's not talk about chase claypool because he's in my boomer bus and i'm gonna i'm gonna take it away chase claypool after being traded to the bears offense look to see claypool's targets go up now i'm gonna call him a bus this week for a few reasons he's new to the offense and he's playing a great Miami's defense. But for the future, I'd say he could become a decent wide wide receiver three in the coming weeks. So if he's on the wire, pick him up because you know what? He will, he will, he, I'll, I'll say he'll flourish in this defense or this offense. But again, I don't think he's a top two or one wide receiver for fantasy. Uh, if you're playing a three wide receiver league, Put him in your three spot. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. He's a, only a bust because of the trade happening midweek. Yep. He's got to, you know, get it, uh, get used to this, um, the system. Justin Fields is actually playing better as of late. So that could be a nice matchup there, a matchup in heaven. Uh, and have him lined up with Mooney. The run game is really good. So I think the future looks a little bright, brighter, sorry, in Chicago. Not too bright because they still suck. Suck, suck, <laughs> suck. But yeah, it's I I wouldn't trust him this week. But yeah, going forward, like you alluded to, if he's somehow on the wire, go grab him because he could be great in a flex spot. Yeah, I, I'm actually upset I dropped him. Well, I drafted him first, but it was crowded in Pittsburgh and he wasn't being used. And Trubinsky is flaming garbage and Pickett is not. Pickett's a rookie and he's not too, he's not that much better no. right now. So didn't need him. I had other, I had better receivers. So whatever, he can be Kevin's problem. All right, next, 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 next. Got my wire pickup for this week, Rondale Moore. Ooh, he's a bust. Yes, he had a career year or career stats last week with 12 rushing yards, 92 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. But I think that's all you're gonna get from him going forward. Pete Carroll's going to scheme. Pete Carroll's going to actually have some sort of coverage for him. Yes, Hop is the main guy. But I think Rondale, if you look at his past, this was like a phenom- phenomenon. I don't think he's going to do it Something again. Something of a phenomenon. Sorry. Solid, <laughs> solid song. We love uh, LL. I just don't think it's going to happen again. He might be serviceable until uh, Anderson fully gets acclimated in this offense. I'm, I'm only starting him because... I don't, I have a lot of injuries and buys, but if you could avoid him, I would. I think he is a bust this week. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Big old bust. Would you say like a bust in your face? Like one of those Bukaki busts? No, because I mean, some, some that's people a big, like that's a, big, that's a big old mess, man. <laughs> yeah, some people like those messes though. We don't like this mess because he's a bust. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stick with the Chicago Bears and I'm going Justin Fields. Justin Fields has put up great numbers in the past two weeks and has put up decent numbers in the past four. That being said, he's playing in arguably a top 10 defense in Miami. So I'm going to call him a bust. This week, I think he'll put up around 15 points 
but the future looks bright and he should be put picked up in almost all 12 man leagues not 10 because you can find better in a 10 man league but in 12 man leagues justin fields could be your answer with chase claypool and who else do they have i don't even know they have mooney they have mooney. Uh, comment the time yeah oh yeah Corey comment yeah so i mean yeah i think in 12-man leagues this guy could become a uh, a, a decent starter but yeah, this week, 15 points, I'm going to say. Like I said, Chase Claypool just coming to this offense. So not a lot of looks for him. I think he's going to be a bust this week. But going forward after that, look, the future is the future's looking brighter. This is where I disagree with you. I think he's a boom. Ooh. He's gaining confidence. And you know what? Yeah, Claypool might not know the offense right off the bat, but just having him in the lineup as a decoy could actually do service for Justin Fields and the rest of the Chicago Bears. Now, will they win? Probably not, because it's the Bears. <laughs> Fields is actually looking like a pick that the Jets should have made instead of the Milf Hunter or even San Francisco. Shame on both of you, because Fields always had more talent than those quarterbacks, and you skipped up. You skipped on him. So yeah. That's going to bite you in the ass. It's unfortunate Fields is in Chicago because there's nothing there, but I think things are trending in the right way. So you got Mooney and Claypool, Komet, Komet that two-headed running uh, attack in Montgomery yes. and, and Herbert. That's something fierce. So I think his numbers are going to st- steady uh, increase, and I actually think he's going to put up like 25 points. Miami hasn't fared too well lately. If you look at some of the games, it's been shootouts. So this could bode well for uh, Justin Fields. He's a boy Wait for the I told you so segment. Bring it. All right, all right, everybody. We, you guys know how we end the episode. We end with two knee bets. And uh, I think, I think I want to take this one because uh, I got a really big bull prediction this week. And I'm going Titans over Chiefs. What? Yeah. You know what? Titans defense is pretty good. Uh, the chief offense is also pretty good. But I think this could come down to a field goal. Yes, I'm going to say it's a close game. And I think the Titans are going to take it. And I think Derrick Henry runs a muck on the Chiefs defense. You're going to be eating your words. It's in KC. It's my homeboy coming off a bye. Uh, Henry is not going to have the game he had last week. No. I'll... 30, 37 points. Nope. Not even close. He'll, he'll get, he'll get 20, 25, maybe 20 to 25 respectable, but he's not going off the way he did last week. I'll double down on your bet. All right. That the chiefs dismantle them. Cause that's you've, what's going to happen. You've lost both double downs by the way. Yeah. But you know what? Third time's a charm, buddy. <laughs> All right. Mel Tooney bet. What do you got? Well, Goobs likes to live on the edge, so I thought, you know what? That looks like it's a lot of fun. I'm going to do the same thing this week. Now, I told you in the chat I had L.A. over Atlanta, but I'm flipping the script, and I'm going to Atlanta to beat the Chargers. L.A. is a big mess right now. The wide receivers are hurt. Even Palmer's a little uh, nicked up. Your boy Eckler is always banged up. Is he going to do the whole... Is he going to score every fucking touchdown um, on Sunday? I hope so. so. (laughs) Well, you hope so for fantasy reasons, but I don't think so. He's not going to be a one-man wrecking crew. Atlanta's on fire right now. They've looked really good the last two games, three games even. Mariota looks like he's better than Crab Legs, which is pretty crazy because Jameis was the consensus best, better quarterback out of the two. Last week, he had 253 yards, three TDs, and 43 rushing yards. He actually has 10 touchdowns for the season and three rushing touchdowns for himself. That's pretty good. That's actually really good. I like how Atlanta's playing. I like how they're just putting it all. They're putting it all out on the field. So look for. I don't even know if you consider it an upset because of how banged up LA is, but look for Atlanta to win this week at home. All right, all right. Uh, I kind of like it after your uh, little discussion there. I was trying to see if um, if I actually picked them, but my thing's not working. So I will. I will get back to you on that. Let's go with Boss Tooney Bet. 
the creator of this episode and hear what he has to say. Segment. He didn't create this episode. First segment. Hello there, boys. Baugh here for another week of Tony Bets. Excited to finally be back and remembering where I am because I've been on a complete bender since dominating Dallas in that game. Should we talk about that again? No, no. Let's move on. I'm here for Tony Bets. And for my bet this week, uh, I'm going Seattle versus Arizona in Arizona. And folks, guess what? I got Seattle winning. <laughs> That's right. Geno Smith, who has a 72.7% completion rating and a 107.2 pass rating to lead the NFL. Well, he's going to lead the Seahawks against Arizona. The Seahawks are 7-1-1 against Seattle in the last nine games, including three weeks ago, kicking their ass 19-9. I know. How's that kicking their ass? Still, I've got them winning it. And you know what? Even though Hopkins is back, uh, I think Carroll's going to plan for that. And we also have Robbie Anderson. Yeah, okay. Seattle, easy win. Can't wait to hear yours. Peace, boys. All right, all right. I kind of disagree, but... Uh, I don't. I like Seattle. Ah, uh, I picked him in my my pro picks. Damn it. Carol, no, I, Carol's a mastermind, and he's got something up his sleeve. I'm sure he does, but uh, yeah. So that's Toonie Bets, guys. Melky, what do you got for us? Well, the final whistle has blown this week. Thank you, Goobs, for riding the pine with me once again. Dude, can you believe that it's the halfway point of the season? <laughs> it's been it's been exciting and it's been crazy. We're in week nine. It's been nuts. Is there anything you want to add before we shut this thing down? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you to you for uh, doing this with me and thank you NA30 for letting us shoot the shit. Yeah, and I, I just want to piggyback off that. Thank you, uh, El Jefe, NA30, Mustard. Go check out the latest episode featuring uh, your, your boy Gooby, myself, Calf, and Ba. It's titled Air Dud because we watched a freaking dud. Sports for You podcast, thank you so much for supporting us and find them on Townhouse Media. Most importantly, thank you for supporting this podcast. Anything else, Goobs? No, man, that's it. Like Milk said, though, check out Mustard. It's all about me. That was the trivia. Let's go. You just heard him. Gooby and I are going to take a page from the Detroit Lions defense and disappear. Ooh, I like that. Ooh.